Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is Dale Jackson welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry that takes a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching it as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology. Speaking the truth and love is our purpose, and to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of James chapter 3, we were likening the man that meditates in the things of the Lord to a tree planted by the rivers of water. Let's continue with that today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on this firm foundation for the Bible stands. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Okay, so you're not only... Stand away from the negative. You're, you're not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of scornful, but you're on the opposite side. You are doing something. You're delighting in the law of the Lord. And in his law, you do meditate day and night. That's the person that's blessed of God. That's the person that's like the tree planted by the rivers of water and has fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. And whatsoever he do shall prosper. If a tree is going to bear fruit, it must have the right nutrition. The heart is the soil. The thought life is the root. The water of the word is that living water that helps us to bring forth fruit. Bitter and salt waters kill a fruit-bearing tree. The things of Psalms 1-1 are things that make the waters of life in a Christian to be as bitter waters as salt waters. That's why we need to be sure we do not have a corrupted word, rather a preserved word, and that we live obedient to that word. By the way, that is why from this broadcast we have taught you to use the King James Version of the Bible. Over 5,000 Greek manuscripts called the Textus Receptus are written that are out there from which the King James was translated. You have over 120 English versions, other English versions, that that are translated from 45 manuscripts. And they have somewhere around 9,000 disagreements within themselves. The King James manuscripts of over 5,400 have 90 to 95% agreement. You say, what do you mean 90 to 95% agreement? Well, let's just say that you have 20 books of James in the Greek manuscripts, and they have 90% agreement. That means 80%. Let's look at the verse we're looking at, verse 11. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Let's imagine somebody just missed the word at. Okay? 18 of them have at in there. Two of them did not. And what that tells us 
is that probably the word at should be in there. Okay, that's what we mean. It has, among those manuscripts, 90 to 95% agreement. And so you may say, the King James is hard for me to understand. Well, you keep reading it, and you ask the Lord to help you to understand. We need to also see that it's not just understanding English to understand the story more clearly, but it's understanding the spiritual application. And reading the King James without the Holy Spirit of God and without submission to him, you're not going to understand it. And so we need to learn that. Each of us need to learn that. But it's one thing to have the King James, but it's another thing to live obediently to that word. Now, verses 11 and 12 of James chapter 3 are actually using simple logic to illustrate the vile problems that result from the misuse of the tongue. Now, don't forget, we cannot have a right tongue without a right heart. In Psalms 119, verse 11, he says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. In churches all across this land, we find that they are preaching the word. And many times their doctrinal stand is right. And they even have standards to which they adhere, faithfully so. Yet, often there's not joy. There's not a good spirit among the brethren. It seems there's a great resistance to the Holy Spirit. And perhaps the problem is the sins of the tongue are too prevalent. There are people who whine, others who gossip, still others who are critical in word or in spirit. There are those who sow discord, just try to get the fire started and then stand back and watch it burn. They are, you might say, spiritual arsonists who just like to stir up controversy but not be in the middle of them. Do you realize that this type of person that has the problems that we're mentioning here of the tongue comes under the warning of Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, where it says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. We can think of it as not that big a deal if we want to. But God does not sugarcoat the sins of the tongue. They are utterly vile and wicked in his sight, my friend. Does this not tell us then that perhaps this is an area of daily life where each of us, preachers well, needs to be on vigilant guard? Psalms chapter 141 verse 3 says, Set a watch. O Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips. He's, he's saying, Lord, put a military guard around my mouth. Let us make a commitment in this area to keep ourselves pure. Now, in my years, I've seen many children that have grown up in a Christian school and in a Christian home, but abandon their church and that faith as they reach ages to leave home. If they're still going to church, it's often a church that's going to be worldly and fleshly. It's filled with rock music and no standards. 
Well, understand, those children are accountable for their own selves. They've been taught right, but woe to the one whose tongue has sown discord, discontent, deceit, or anything else that has encouraged them in their rebellion. My friend, if you are guilty of this sin, there's a call for repentance. Now, by the way, the fruit of God is always pure. It is always holy. And I believe that the illustrations of James 3.12 here are telling us not to take a tree of worldliness and try to build the kingdom of God. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Can a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Don't try to build the kingdom of God by the methods of the world or of worldliness. Old Lester Roloff, now with the Lord, used to say, if they cannot be won by preaching the gospel, if they cannot be won by the word of God, then you don't want them. <laughs> well, only Lester Roloff could say that. My friend, as I come to the conclusion of this passage, we've talked about sins of the tongue. You might be a Christian out there listening today that it's because of your tongue. You're not even in the church that God would have you to be in. You have used your tongue so much that you know that it would be hard to go back. You'd have to humble yourself, which is what the Bible wants you to do. With others, you've left the Bible preaching church because of someone else's tongue. Some out there listening today may have a problem with a tongue that cusses. How could good and salt water come out of that? In other words, how could you be a witness to someone that's heard you cuss? My friend, our churches, our fundamental Bible-believing churches, we need, as members of those churches, to get back to a righteous and pure tongue. You don't have to share with other people in your church what was wrong with this person or that person. Share with them things that you got from the Word of God in your own personal daily devotion. If there's something that's just troubling your heart, as the old hymn writers put it, tell it to Jesus. <laughs> tell it to Jesus alone. And you're listening by way of radio my friend, you may need to right now, right where you are, ask God for forgiveness. Ask Him to cleanse you from this unrighteousness. But not only to not use your tongue in this matter, but also to ask Him to help you to use your tongue rightly. There may be people that you need to go apologize to. And you say, well, you know what? If I apologize to them, they won't apologize to me. You, you do not apologize to someone because they apologize to you or vice versa. You apologize because of your part that was wrong and it's the right thing to do. And you ask them forgiveness for what you did. If they don't ask you for forgiveness, if they've done wrong, then my friend, 
that's between them and God. And greater than your vengeance would be God's vengeance. So even if they don't do right, that doesn't make you right. And you need to make things right with someone, go make it right. You may need to write a letter. You may need to get on the telephone and make a call. You may need to go to someone's house. On the other hand, you may need to go forward in your church. Say, you know, I've sown discord or I've gossiped or I've been a whiner or I've been critical of, of programs or of, of music or of preachers or of this or of that. And, and I've not been a good example to others. And I want all of you to forgive me. And I want to live for Jesus Christ. And my friend, that might be the very key to revival in your local church. Let us have our tongues dedicated to Christ. Remember, Jesus said our tongues speak of the abundance of the heart. So why not, my friend, why not, my friend, begin to fill your heart and mind with the word of God? We already have enough enemies being fundamentalists, having standards, sticking to the King James Bible, being independent Baptists. We already have our enemies. We don't have to have them within. Satan's great goal is to divide us from within. If he can do that, he can defeat us. Well, my friend, I see that my time is up for today. My friend, may the lamp of God's word be the light that you follow today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you'd like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name and mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us by our website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That site is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address of Lamp and Light Broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, OCALA, Florida, 34471. And our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org This is your announcer, Dale Jackson, saying, May God's peace be with all who are in Christ Jesus. It's my feet on His firm foundation for the Bible stands.